Well, we are taking a short hiatus from our um, songs and sermons series uh, because it is Mother's Day. And we want to talk about the power of a godly parent. And so we're going to have our scripture reading this morning from 2 Timothy 1, verses 1 to 7. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. The prophet Isaiah declares that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Growing up, my mother had a tremendous impact on my spiritual life. Every day at breakfast, she would read me a devotional and we would pray, though admittedly sometimes I was more awake than others. When I dealt with fears and phobias about going to school or other stresses of life, she would be quick to pray for me and with me. And she taught me the importance of giving and of being kind to all people, whether we like them or not, because that is what Jesus would have us do. A godly mom and grandmother, too, also had an influence on Timothy's walk with God. Now, Paul addresses Timothy as his beloved child, but they actually weren't blood-related. Timothy, though, was very much like a son to him. He was Timothy's mentor. He'd brought him on his missionary journey. They had worked together and preached the gospel. And through this, Timothy's faith had come through. Paul had seen the sincerity and genuineness of Timothy's faith. But Paul knew that this was first a faith that belonged to his grandmother and mother. And their faith had an impact on him, leading them, leading him rather, to trust in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, like every mom, my mom was not the perfect mom. And if you are a parent, you know that there are many times where you probably feel helpless or at a loss as to how to parent. And certainly, I know my mom felt that way about parenting me. But she gave me the best gift I could ever get, a role model of what it looks like to follow Jesus. I think sometimes we worry about too much as parents. We get bogged down by all the many little details and all the things that we, we think we need to do in order to be a good or the perfect parent. And yet, in doing so, sometimes we forget the essentials, the few things that are most important. Author Kevin DeYoung writes what I think is a very liberating 
message. He says, I just know that the longer I parent, the more I want to focus on doing a few things really well and not get too passionate about all the rest. I want to spend time with my kids, teach them the Bible, take them to church, laugh with them, cry with them, discipline them when they disobey, say sorry when I mess up, and pray like crazy. I want them to look back and think, I'm not sure what my parents were doing, or even if they knew what they were doing, but I always knew my parents loved me, and I knew they loved Jesus. At the end of the day, this is the most important gift we can give to our children. As parents, we show our kids what it looks like to follow Jesus. In fact, we are the first people that give them a glimpse into who God is by our words and actions. And many lessons about God are not taught, but rather caught by just watching us. My cousin Mia wrote to me and shared that her mother taught her how to have a prayer life by praying every night with her. And her mother modeled reading her Bible by daily reading and studying. Our example rubs off on our children, whether we realize it or not. Timothy's mom and grandma clearly had a devotion that was contagious. They showed him what it looked like to know Jesus. And I remember a few years ago talking to a high schooler who told me how much it meant to him to see his mom alone in her room with her Bible open, reading it and praying, having her time with the Lord, and how much that made him want to get serious about his time with the Lord. We model following Jesus to our kids in what we do and say. And the way in which we do or don't value our walk with Jesus speaks volumes to them. Jeff Robinson writes, We see in the New Testament that the first way a spiritual leader teaches is through example. And our home is a stage where our children are studying our lives. When they are young, they are imitating us. When they are older, they are evaluating us. Do they see a genuine relationship with the Lord? Now notice he says genuine relationship, not a perfect one, because there are no perfect parents and there are no perfect Christians. And yet in the same way that you cannot fill up an empty glass using an empty pitcher, we cannot give our kids what we ourselves have not cultivated in our own lives. Are we growing in our walk with God so that we may help our kids and grandkids grow in theirs? Because truly the greatest goal we can have for our kids is for them to know and follow Jesus, to experience his love, grace, and transformation, to help our kids understand, as Paul calls it, the life that is in Christ Jesus to help them understand what it's like to live every part of our lives with him and for him, to find their identity and purpose not in other people, not in things, but in him. Because they could literally have nothing else, but if they have Jesus, they have everything. 
As parents, we teach our kids about the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, 4-9 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. God commands his people to love him with all that we are. And he calls us to place his words in our own hearts, but also to pass his words on to the hearts of the next generations. Out of having his word in our hearts, we teach his word to our children so that every generation after us will know God and know his word. Now, there are many ways that we teach children about the Lord and his word. And my, my concern in giving, you know, the next few items that we're going to talk about is that you'll hear them and think, oh my goodness, I haven't done this, I haven't done this, I haven't done this, I must be a terrible parent. Don't do that. None of us are perfect. All of us are working on stuff. And, and full, full disclosure, in writing this, I was looking at places and I'm thinking, you know what? I need to work on this. I need to work on that. And so if you, if you find that we're talking about this and you realize there are things you need to work about, all right, you know, ask God to give you grace to do that and move on. No mom guilt, no dad guilt, all right? Also, as we talk about these things, even if you're not a parent, these are ways that we all can help kids grow in faith. So we help our children and grandchildren grow in faith when we pray with them and for them regularly. When we pray with our kids each day, not only bringing our needs to God, but also praise and thanks. Let your kids see you stop and pray when a crisis comes up, or when you hear someone is sick, or when you need wisdom. This communicates to them our dependence on God for all things. And, you know, from time to time, ask them, how can I pray for you? You might wind up starting a really good conversation. We help our kids grow when we read the scriptures with them. We teach our kids God's truth as we study the Bible together. When we discuss what it means as a family and what it tells us about God and ourselves. And you can do this by using a Bible reading plan through the Bible app. You can do it through reading a family devotional book, or you can do it by picking a specific book of the Bible and reading a passage each time. We also help our kids grow when we engage in conversations about God in everyday life. How would Jesus have us respond in this situation? How would God's word speak to us in this moment? Where can we see God in this difficult circumstance? taking advantage of teachable moments to point to God. Now, I'm by no means the best at doing this, but Olivia, Teddy, and I had, a, had an interesting moment the other day. We were picking up pizza, and uh, they put the pizza on the counter and were ready to give it to me because apparently they thought I'd already paid. 
And so I let them know, no, I haven't paid. I still need to pay. And they thanked me for my honesty. But as we were in the car, I thought, you know what? I've been working on this sermon. I, I think this is one of those teachable moments. And so I said, kids, you know, we could have walked out of there with free pizza. But, you know, could we, would that be right? No, it wouldn't be right. Well, why wouldn't that be right? Because it's stealing. Well, why shouldn't we steal? Because God says so. Well, why does God not want us to steal? And, you know, we had this short conversation, but it was meaningful and it helped to bring just something very simple in life back to the scriptures. And these are just moments that can pop up from day to day in our lives. And we just need to ask God for wisdom to take advantage of them. We also help our kids grow when we prioritize worshiping and fellowshipping with the body of Christ in church each week. Through church, our kids understand their need for worshiping and fellowshipping with other Christians, that we can't do this alone. We need the support of one another. And it's here that they learn the truths of God through worship, through Sunday school, through children's church. And they learn how to serve one another in Christian love and community as Jesus calls us to. We also help our kids grow when we show them grace when they have messed up. Sometimes, we as parents can overreact. Shocking, isn't it? But rather than overreacting, what if, what if we took that time to have a discussion? which may require a few deep breaths and walking away for a minute. I understand that. But what if we had a discussion about them, about why they did what they did? What went wrong? How would God speak to us in this moment? And of course, communicating that, yes, this wasn't okay, and yes, there are consequences. But also, that nothing they could do would make, them, make you not love them that you will always love them, and that you forgive them. Because when we model this, we show them a glimpse of what God's grace looks like. And finally, we help our kids grow when we ask them for forgiveness when we mess up as parents. Showing them that we need God's grace just as much as they do. And that we are broken people that need Jesus just like them. And God gives his grace both to them and to us. Great news here. We're not alone at this, right? We don't parent alone. God is with us every step of the way. His grace is with us. We can rely on him because we don't have to do this in our own strength. Being a parent is the hardest job in the world. And so we look to God and we pray for his wisdom. And we can trust knowing that God knows our kids better than we do. And we can take a deep breath because it's not up to us to save our kids. We lay the foundation. The rest is between them and God. And as we parent, God has blessed us with a body of believers in the church. We can pray with one another. We can support one another. And on this Mother's Day, I want you to think about a few things. I want you to think about your own mom. If she's still living, tell her about the things that she did to help you grow in your faith, and thank God for her. 
If your mom is no longer here, take time to thank God for her influence in your life. But if your mom didn't have a positive influence on your faith, or if you didn't know your mom, think about the people in your life who have had a positive impact on your faith. People that helped lead you to Jesus or helped you know him better. These mentors played a parenting role in helping you know the Lord. They're like spiritual moms and dads, like Paul was for Timothy. And so take time to thank God and thank them today. And if you are a parent, also prayerfully consider where God is calling you to grow in your faith and to help your kids grow. Now, my mom was not the only woman who drastically affected my walk with God. I met a lady named Debbie Cavicchioli, who was an older Christian uh, when I was a senior in high school. And she would uh, give me wisdom and prayer when I was struggling with things. I knew I could always call her when I needed someone to pray with or I just needed encouragement. And I grew in my faith so much through my friendship with her. And I consider her like a spiritual mom. And that's something we all can be, whether we have children or not. Paul never had any kids. But he was a spiritual father to Timothy, instructing him in following Jesus, instructing him in how to be a spiritual leader. You may be a parent, you may not be. Your kids may be grown or they may still be young. Your kids may be here today or they may no longer be with us. But we can all play a part in helping those younger than us grow in faith because each of us here is a role model to the younger people in this church. Let us set a good example. As Christians, we are meant to pass down our faith in Christ to each new generation. And whether we are parents or not, we can all play a part in helping them grow in faith. And I want to take a moment to thank all of you who have blessed others through your faith. Because whether you realize it or not, it matters. Because if we have nothing else, if we have Jesus, we have everything.